Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tip-Off. I'm Simon and joining me this week is Chris. How you doing today, Chris? Great, Si. Thanks. Big day in the NFL world. The NFL is. is upon us. It's kinda, I'm kind of excited to watch it. Yep. You know, we had to get this uh, pre-draft, write that down predictions in. Uh, Arnov and Ethan were unable to join us at this time, but we have Ethan's predictions at least, so we will get to that later. But I'm ready for I'm ready to hear some hot draft takes, Chris. Well, well, we, we might have one or two here, so sounds good. But let's start it off as we always do with our hit or miss session. All right. So very rough week for you, Chris. Uh, We'll we'll start with you. So you said that the Minnesota Timberwolves would make the 2021 NBA playoffs. That'll teach me for being optimistic about the Wolves. Yep. Lesson learned. Do not be optimistic on the Wolves, which you were very optimistic, it seems like, in your predictions early in the year. Except for I had my one moment of I had my moment of clarity though back in August and I oh that one still might be right. Yeah, with the uh, worst record in the league. Yeah, although now they're wrecking that. Yeah, but we'll get to your other Timberwolves predictions. You also said that the Timberwolves would win a playoff series this season. Nope. Don't contend for the playoffs like we just said. And you also said that the Timberwolves would be a top five seed in the West this season. And finally, you were you were pessimistic about one Minnesota team, though, that maybe you shouldn't have been so pessimistic about. You said that the Minnesota Wild would have the worst record in the NHL. They were one of the first teams to qualify for the playoffs, actually. So, not the worst team. Exciting for yeah, that's, hockey fans. They actually, they actually ha- I think, have a really good chance of making the finals. If they can, you know, get a little lucky in the playoffs. All right. All right. Let's, let's uh, step on the brakes there. There's still a Minnesota team, Chris. Let's remember that. Do not get too optimistic too early. It's been like 30 years. I think it's safe to say it could happen again. We can we can be hopeful. But that puts you at 5 for 25 on the year, which is 20%. And you remain at 14 points, which is in the lead. Uh, we'll go to Mike next. Rough week for Mike also. He said that Mike Zimmer would be fired after the 2020 NFL season. We gave it a couple months just to make sure there was no uh, surprise firing before the draft, but we figured that if, if he was going to implement the draft picks into his system, that they are unlikely to fire him. So that's why we're taking it off the board now. And he also had a similar prediction saying that Mike McCarthy, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, would be fired after this uh, after the last 2020 NFL season also. Same thing there. We gave the Cowboys a couple months to see if they were actually going to pull the trigger and bring in a new coach, 
but that seems unlikely. So Mike went 0 for 2 on the week. He's 1 for 4 on the season, which has him at 25%, and he's at 2 points. We should have Chris, Mike on the show sometime. We should. Chris, we see, we see some green finally for me. Oh, it's amazing. But, but it just, you know, a lot of averages. You know, feels pretty good to be me this week. I said that the Minnesota Timberwolves would not make the playoffs. And that was rated a two-point prediction at the time. It's amazing um, that you could get a two out of making a prediction that has been correct. Like 27 of the last 30, 20, 28 seasons. There's <laughs> something right. Like we said before, we were very we were very optimistic about the Wolves' season this year. So when I made that yeah, preseason, so. it was great. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll continue on with me. I said that Carl Anthony Towns would be out fifty percent of the year, and the Wolves would have less than twenty five wins. <laughs> Still probably not going to get to that 25-win mark, but Cat played more than half the year, which is kind of amazing because it does not seem like that, but he did. Um, I also said that Antonio Brown will be on the Seahawks next season. He resigned yesterday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who now have all 22 of their starters returning to their roster this season to try to run it back. If Antonio Brown ends up getting traded to Seattle by the start of the season, we can revisit this prediction, but it's unlikely to happen, so we're taking off the board now. And finally, I said that Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell would play at least 10 games together this season. That is another until the end of the season to get there, right? Yeah, that's another two point prediction. So that puts my average up from eight percent to fifteen percent of the season, and I now have six points, and I'm uh, shooting three for twenty on the year. Ethan had nothing come off the board, so he's still at two for four on the season, which is 50%, and he has four points. And Arnav is still shooting four for 13 on the year, which is 31%. He's in second place in the points category with 10 points. And the guest predictors are still pointless at 0 for 2 on the season. Again, you called the guest predictors pointless. Hey, man, they got to they gotta get a point to become not pointless you know you feel me i do well let's get into write that down write that down is where we go around and make three predictions each each week and we hold each other accountable to those predictions and give each other points for each prediction the points follow as free throws two pointers three pointers and a four point play being the highest possible points you can get for a prediction. We will start with Ethan's predictions this week. For his first prediction, he said that Darnell Mooney, wide receiver on the Chicago Bears, will have over 800 yards receiving next season. So 
Darnell Mooney, wide receiver for Chicago, will have over 800 receiving yards next season. Got a new quarterback threat there throwing to him and Andy Dalton. We'll see if he can get the ball to him more than Trubisky could. But Darnell Mooney was that rookie last season for the Bears who was great at route running but seemed that the quarterback just could not put the ball on target for him to get there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to still give this one a, a two. It's certainly a Bears receiver over 800 yards. You know, the pretty question, rare. With a questionable quarterback. I don't know. I, I still think Andy Dalton might be an, a little upgrade from Trubisky, but not much, if any. And I know a lot of Bears fans are still sobbing over Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, so... Not saying that they can't pull the trigger on a trade for them at some point before the season starts or even before the trade deadline, which would make this prediction go down if they could get one of those superstar quarterbacks. But I will also give it a two right now just because of uncertainty with that Bears uh, roster. So that is a two for that prediction. We can go to you next, Chris. I, I will predict that the Vikings will draft in the first round a defensive end or offensive tackle. All right. So the, the Minnesota Vikings will either draft a defensive end or an offensive tackle in the first round tonight. That's my prediction, yes. And I've seen reports saying that they are very high on uh Two offensive linemen in particular, Pene Sewell and Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. I feel like they'd so have to trade are, up to get one of those guys, but you yeah, always can get yeah. lucky. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. But I've also heard that this is a, this is a pretty uh, disappointing defensive end draft and defensive linemen in general draft. Well, so let me expand right. this to saying, or somebody that they would call an edge. So a defensive edge rusher? A defensive end is probably like more for my day, but now, now I notice they call them edges a lot. So a defensive end or edge, but I think it's essentially the same thing. So, yeah. I just don't want anyone saying, oh, you said defensive end. They would say he's an edge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I've heard that it's pretty weak draft in terms of defensive edge slash end rushers. So that then then maybe you know keep that in mind when you're rating my pick. But we all we all know how Mike Zimmer loves his defense and how he can take uh, a mold of talent and shape it into a superstar, like he did with the Neil Hunter coming out of LSU. But I'll give this a two awaiting both Ethan and Arnaud's ratings on that prediction. Uh, we'll go to me next for uh, my first prediction. Write this down. At least one team will trade up inside the top 10 tonight. Will it be the Vikings? Could be the Vikings. Could be the Patriots. Could be any of these other teams. Chargers. But at least one team will trade into the top ten tonight. Yeah, I'll give that a two. 
just in general principle. All right, so that's a two awaiting both Ethan and Arnaud's ratings for that prediction. Um, we'll go back to Ethan's second prediction. He's shifting to NBA for his second prediction. Write this down, and the Milwaukee Bucks will make the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Okay. It's dangerous making Bucks predictions. I learned that last year. Um, I, I, I will give that a two. Yeah, like I said last week, I think the Bucks are one of the teams to watch and, and upset against either Nets or Philly. I think a lot of team, a lot of people are counting them out a little bit too early just because of their prior uh, playoff failures and. But I think that this this roster has more likely chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals, so I will also give it a two. And so that gives that prediction a two as well. Chris, we'll go back to you for your second prediction. Predict the Green Bay Packers will select a wide receiver in the first round. All right. Because I, I, I'm either going to get one of my predictions right or one of them wrong. Because – because if, if they don't, then we'll get the we'll get the Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers complaining one, um, or rumors of him complaining, yeah, right? If and, if they they, and if they if, take if one, they then we'll <laughs> I'll get this one right. Well, we well, we still might we still might get him complaining, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. But yeah, I, I've heard Packers link to a wide receiver. In particular, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, but I think that there's a couple other guys that they can try to target there. One being the uh, wide receiver from Florida. I'm uh, losing his name right now, but he was a beast last year. A lot of eyes were on Kyle Pitts, though, but in those highlights, you can also see uh, number one on Florida going crazy for them. So he's another wide receiver to watch out for. But I will give this prediction a one just because I think that's what they're that's what they're targeting with their first round pick. And I think if they don't, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw a tantrum. So it's a one for me. For my second prediction, write this down. Julio Jones will be traded by the trade deadline. What is the trade deadline? Uh, it's like halfway through the regular season, end of October usually. Um, but I think the Falcons are gonna report. I'll just give this a- they're, they're, I think they're. I think they're gonna try to trade their superstar wide receiver. I give this a three, just because doesn't seem like trades ever happen like that. So that is a three awaiting both Ethan and Arnoff. We'll go back to Ethan for his third and final prediction. Once again, he had another NBA prediction. He said that the Utah Jazz will finish with 21 regular season losses or less. So they will not lose more than 21 games this season. Uh, I can pull up their current record right now, too. Who is this now? The Utah Jazz will not lose more than 21 games. Yep, so right now they're at first in the Western Conference with Phoenix a game behind them, but they are at 45 wins and 17 losses. 
with about, I'd say, less than 10 games left, they'd have to lose four or less. Huh. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a two. I mean, they're pretty good. They could do that. They should do that. Yeah. But but they I mean, but they haven't been playing well, so I'll give it a one because I think that they're they're uh, not as likely to lose oh. for for their last ten games. Hey, breaking breaking news. All right, this might this might have to count because it is draft day. Report Rogers wants out of Green Bay. Disgruntled Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> People <laughs> It doesn't count though because they haven't made their draft pick yet. It, well, it, it's still it, it's still it still might have to count, but we'll see. It is draft day, but I'm pretty sure you said that after they make their draft pick. Well, I said I said I said I did. We we will have to revisit, but this is a possibly this 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 just you know it makes almost that other prediction irrelevant. It doesn't because he's not his head isn't there, so. It's basically so saying he knows they're going to screw up their draft, so he wants out. I mean, he's basically – it's a vote of unconfidence in the organization. But anyway, we can revisit that, but I certainly think a case but to be Rod- made that Rod- my prediction Rod- has Rod- already become out. out of- Rogers says he wants out of Green Bay, huh? Officially? Yep. According to Adam Sheffer. Schefter. Good day to be a Packers. This he's told the Packers this. Great day to be a Viking. He no fan. longer wants to play for the team. Can we? Great. Do you think they would want Kirk Cousins? That would be a great day to be a. <laughs> well, I, I guess let's see how confident they are in their successor plan with uh, Jordan Love. I guess that Jordan Love trade uh, to. Uh, to uh, to the Patriots is off. <laughs> yeah, unless they're trying oh, to trade. Forty Niners offered number three pick for Aaron Rodgers, plus well, more. Well, that um, that would make Kyle Shanahan's life a lot easier because I know that he's picking between a couple different guys, most notably either Mac Jones or Trey Lance for that number three pick. But he says that they feel confident picking like five different guys at that number three spot, which you can take how you want. But I think that initially when they traded up for that number three pick, I think their plan was to take Mag Jones. But after uh, interviewing and going over some of these other guys' film, they feel more confident in more guys at that spot. But I think that if they have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers, that 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 um, trumps any rookie that you can select at number three. Oh yeah, for sure. Right now. So that is some exciting breaking news we got there. Chris, would you like to go ahead and make your third and final prediction? My third and final prediction is Aaron Rodgers will play this season for the Packers. <laughs> I changed that, but that's okay. Just one game? Or at well, least he one will, game? He will play at least one game for the Packers. But I think he'll play the whole season if he plays one game. But 
I guess this is one I want to be wrong. I guess I guess I guess I'll give it a two for the breaking news. Appreciate it. But I also think that he he will be a on the Packers roster come opening day or their first game. Wouldn't it be great if if they if they traded him and Jordan Love just sucked and they they became the Green Bay Packers of my youth had quarterbacks like Lynn Dickey and were never any good. That would be just so great. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for the day my whole life, literally. Since the day I've been born, the Packers have had a solid quarterback situation. Yeah. Well, you know, when I when they were the they were a joke when I was a kid. They were a joke. Yeah, so were the Patriots, right? Right. Actually, actually, you know, you know what? I, I, I might, I might. Can I make a fourth pick? Because I, I, I do kind of like my other draft prediction. Actually, I'll save that one for next week. Remind me of that one for next week. Your draft we'll prediction this, for next week. I want to make my, I want to make my last tonight? draft prediction. Yeah, I gotta make my last draft prediction tonight. Yeah, you can, you can make it. And I'll save that Aaron one for next week, or remind me. And maybe it'll already be too late by next week. Maybe I'll save myself a wrong. But um. I'm going to make All that right, I'll, I'll, tonight I'll in the draft for you for next week. The tonight in the, yeah, well, I, I reserve the right to not do it if he gets traded tonight or something, but, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, that my, my prediction was going to be that either the Chicago bears or Detroit lions when their first round draft pick is announced. And I don't even know if the bears have a first round pick, but, they probably don't. So then this might just be the Lions. But if, if either of them have a first-round draft pick, at least one of them on either ABC or or ESPN commentaries on tonight's draft, one of the announcers will intimate or say or something that, that, that this pick was a stretch or they could have got the guy a little bit later, but they liked the pick or, you know, something like that, you know, that they will make a – a pick that's widely considered a stretch and there might be some comment made during the broadcast or immediately following on like sports center analysis that their pick was a stretch, you know, or, or something that means the same thing. All right. Very, uh, a lot of gray area with this prediction. There's there's a fair amount, but we can make the case to the to the panel if it's if it's even close. But any sort of any sort of intimation that you know you, they could have got this guy later, or you know this is a stretch, or you know might just be flat out like we didn't like expect this guy would even. Yeah, Liz, we didn't even expect this guy would go in the first round, but uh, or a stretch, you know, like maybe it's not a surprise he goes in the first round, yeah. but you know, like okay. but but it's a surprise that he went, you know. 12th in the Number first round instead of yeah. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, for example, when the Bears traded up one spot to draft Trubisky a couple years right. ago. Right. Even, yep. Yep. And exactly. a lot of people were surprised. Yeah. All right. I got it. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Chicago Bears do not have their first round pick this year from that Trubisky that trade. Does not mean they could not get one. So. Yep, they can always trade up into the first round and select a stretch player. Lions, I know, are in that, I think they're in the seventh spot or the eighth spot, one of those two spots. 
And I know that they're not looking for a quarterback after they just traded for Jared Goff. So I think that they're one of the teams that is likely to trade out of the top 10 and get one of their the more players that they might have to uh, stretch for at that number eight or nine spot or seven, seven or eight spot, seven and nine spot, wherever they're at. Well, better prediction if I did, if it's just the Lions in the first round would be that they will pick a they will pick somebody and it'll be like who everyone thinks they're gonna pick, but the guy will suck. So that would be. But we'll, we'll stick with one. the we'll stick with <laughs> the prediction. <laughs> but I'll give this prediction a two, just because the Lions tend to screw things up usually, and they're the more likely team that actually has a first round pick <laughs> here. So it is a two for me for my final pick or for my final write that down. Write this down. The Cincinnati Bengals will select Jamar Chase with their number five overall pick tonight. Mm. Wide receiver out of LSU. First wide receiver. He will also be the first wide receiver taken off the board. And. He will be reunited with his college QB, Joe Burrow. I'll just give this a three because every time you think something like that's going to happen, it doesn't happen. So, Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, Another name to watch there, though, I've been hearing is uh, Penny Sewell, the lineman out of um, Oregon, I believe. I think that's more likely. But – yeah, I, I'm hearing that he could be a generational talent and the Bengals really, like, we saw it last year. They had trouble protecting Burrow. That's why he's got the scars to prove it on his knee. So I think that uh, Penesua is probably the more likely pick here. But I think that they're going to be obsessed with trying to reunite Burrow with his college wide receiver who he was so successful with. Negative. We'll see if that can uh, translate to the NFL, though. All right. So that is a three-point prediction awaiting both Arnav and Ethan's ratings. Uh, to end the show today, Chris... Would you like to give one off-the-record hot draft take that might have been too uh, obscure for it that down? Well, let's see. Um, I've got one, too, if you would like me to start. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that would be great because I don't have anything off the top of my head. All right. Off-the-record. The Vikings will trade up into the top 10 and select Trey Lance, quarterback out of NDSU. Okay, I like it. I like it. I would like it if they did that. Trader Rick, getting a up, Minnesota getting boy. quarterback of the future. Yep. He's from Minnesota. We like Minnesota players to be on Minnesota teams. Yeah, he can join the ranks of Adam Thielen as the current Minnesota players on the team right now. I'm sure there's a couple extras. I mean, a couple more, but Adam Thielen is 
the standout name in that category. But for my hot take prediction, the uh, Vikings will trade up into the first round or top ten and get Trey Lance. I, I like it. I like that. I don't know that I have a hot take on the draft. Um, I, all right. This 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 will uh, this will just be. I'll just make this my hot take, and that is that Justin Fields will be the fifth quarterback taken in the draft. I think that's a hot take because I think a lot of people are saying thinking he'll be the third, or at least the, at least the fourth. Yeah, I'm thinking he he's either going to be four or five, definitely. It depends on how teams view Trey Lance. And really wow. depends on what happens with that number three pick in San Francisco. If they're going to stick with Mac Jones, who I believe they initially were targeting with that number three pick, or if, the, if Trey Lance uh, grew on them enough to select him. Because I was hearing that uh, Trey Lance's ceiling is Mahomes-like, but he yeah, he, well, defi- he definitely has a lower floor than Mac Jones. That that's that's everybody's ceiling. <laughs> it's Mahomes' he, ceiling though. He's the best. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the m- most exciting, I'd say. Kind of have to pump the brakes after Brady put him in his place in the Super Bowl. Kind of, kind of saying, "Not it's not your turn yet, young gun. It's still my league. I'm still the best." You feel me? I feel you. <clears throat> but I like your, uh, I like I like your hot hot take on for the draft tonight. All right, Seth. Well, thank you for joining me, Chris. And as always, you can go check us out on our Reddit page, r slash the tip off podcast, or even hit us up on uh, Twitter at either uh, at the tip off pod or at Simon is tweeting. And you can also hit up Arnov at Arnov Singh. That's A A R N A V S I N G H H. I'd love to hear your sports predictions and hot takes, and we'll get them on the pod and put you as a guest predictor once we get those predictions in. So thank you for listening to us, and we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy the draft tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Should be exciting. <laughs>